Well, hello, Marathon Church. You doing good today? I am. It's been a good day. Welcome online. Hope you're doing well today. Glad you could join us, Greenville Campus. Glad you could join us today. It is a good day to be in church. And we start a new series today. It's called Relationship Rehab. And by the way, I am Pastor Brian, one of the pastors here. And this has been a fun series to jump into because relationships, if you haven't noticed, on the past, let's look at the last two or three years, have been very difficult, right? I know I've seen families just split up. I've seen friends split up over politics. Let's don't go there. But I've seen it happen. Quick survey in the room. How many of you have a relationship right now we would say is crunchy or challenging? If you don't raise your hand, it's okay. The door is right that way. We love you. I'm kidding. You are perfect. If you don't have a relationship right now that's bothering you, that's awesome. But most of us, I understand, are dealing with something or have dealt with something in the past that we just don't know how to deal with. We don't know how to, you know, get over it. We, we just don't know. And, and you look at what's happening I mean, so many families, so many friends of mine, so co-workers, you name it, somebody's dealing with somebody that's hard to love, you know? And this is what I know in relationships. Now, I've been married for 30 years, okay? You can celebrate that. All right, I want you to, I want you to be with me today, Okay? It's going to be a rough one, but I want you to be with me. You know how I know that I've been happily married for 30 years? Because my wife, Brenda, told me so. Okay? And I know this about Brenda. She is always right. You hear that, honey? She's in Greenville this morning. I miss you, baby. But, you know, that is true about a lot of us. We feel that way about our lives, right? If you're really honest with yourself right now, you're right about everything. Yeah. You probably feel like, you know what the problem is with people that don't get along with me? You know, I figured it out. The root problem is this right here. She sees things her way. Okay. But I see things the right way. Try that at home, fellas. I'm not saying that, honey, at all. You know, you're laughing because you feel like finally somebody understands you. Yeah, Brian, you got it. That's right. It's my way. That's the way it is. If everybody would just get on my page, we could fix this relationship, right? If they would just do what I say. You're wrong, and I'm right. It's that simple. Done. Thank you all for coming. Good luck with that. But it's tough. That's, that's a hard thing to do because we don't want to humble ourselves in any way. We really don't. We just want to win. We want to be right. You see it all over the world. Everybody's offended, right? I don't care what you do. I mean, you're offended. And it, it, it drives me nuts. And I really do want to tell people all the time, you're crazy. You're crazy. And that, because I think I'm right. I believe that. 
And that's part of our problem. And when I do counseling, which I seem I've done more this year than ever in my life. And I'm not a counselor, okay? But some reason I have the title pastor and people think I know something. I'm just going to tell you what God told me, what the Bible teaches me. I feel like the Bible has a whole lot of great information about relationships. And so people, when I talk to them, they're, you know, like, Brian, can you just give us, give us something? Can you just give us a silver bullet? Give me some ammo. How can I deal with this crazy person that I love, I think, that will not listen to me? I, I, they just will not see it my way. Give me something. And I think that word ammo I thought was pretty fitting because Andy Stanley talks about how we try to use the C4 method to fix relationships. Anybody know what uh, C4 is? Military people, most powerful explosive on the planet, plastic explosive on the planet. And he said, we use this approach in all of our lives every day. And we think it works, but it doesn't. So I'm going to give you the four C's of the C4 method and see if you recognize them. First one is we try to convince them that they're wrong. I'm doing, I, that's mine. I like to convince you that you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong, okay? When you get that, we're good. You got it, Tommy? We're good. You okay, we're good. No, no more discussion. That's what we try to do. We try to convince them because we feel like we are right. We want to, you know, we pray God help them see the error of their ways. And so we do that and for the next C, and hopefully we'll convict them, you know? So I love this now. Send them a daily Bible verse and an email. Here's what we do, though. We're not that obvious. What we do is, this is really good. Social media is great at firing bullets. So we'll just put a quote on Instagram or a quote on Facebook or TikTok, maybe, for all you young people. You know, just something just kind of, you know, Jesus said, forgive them. Or, I'm right, you're wrong. And we'll throw that out there in hopes that maybe they'll see the quote I put out and it will change them miraculously. And they will come over and say, Brian, I'm so sorry I did that to you. Does not work. Okay, third one. We try to coerce them, threaten them. If you don't make this right, I'm done with you. Don't even think about speaking to me again. Don't you ever come over here? I don't, even want you, I don't want you in the room with me until you understand that I am right. That's what we do. This is a good one, the last one. When all else fails, we try to control. Everybody say control. Y'all like doing that? Being told what to do? Most adults love that. No, we hate it. Don't tell me what to do. What it does to me, it makes me, it makes me mad. You trying to control me? You can control me, Craig? You can control me, Tommy? Huh? I don't know you. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, you, David. Well, some of this. Don't control me. That's what we do. We do all four C's, and we think it will fix the relationship. Do you, have you done any of these? 
Have you tried any of these on your husband or wife? Here's what I do. Here's, here's, I have two kids. They're going to kill me for saying this. But I feel like I'm right because I'm the parent. Sure, amen. That's truth, right? Kids, no. But I'm like, you, you did something stupid, okay? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop the hammer. I'm going to pull on the reins. I'm gonna t- you're going to do what I say. Now, I know what you're thinking, parents. Sometimes we have to do that, right? Because we're parents. But we do that to adults all the time. We do that to each other all the time. We try to, you know, convince, convict, coerce, control. We use this method of C4 managing management of relationships. It does not work. You know what happens when we do this? Tick, 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 boom. It blows up in our faces. And what's funny, we keep doing it. And it keeps blowing up. And we keep doing it. And it keeps blowing up. We try, we try, we try these ways. I'm with you. I've tried them so many times, and I don't know what to do about it. God, I can't get them to see it my way. But God's thinking, maybe you need to see it differently, Brian. What? See it differently? Yeah. It may be you that's the problem, not them. Maybe you need to do something about it. Let me give you an example. This is something we do to try to control people. Let's say you're trying to fix a relationship and you say something like, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I offended you. You ever tried that with your wife? I'm sorry I offended you, honey. You know, really what they hear is this. Here's what they hear. You're too easily offended. That's what they hear. What we're saying is, you know, if you, most people wouldn't be offended at what I said, but you, since you're so emotionally immature, I'm sorry you're offended. And we think that fixes the relationship because you're just what? Being honest. Really, you're trying to control. You're trying to convict, coerce. It's really what you're doing. I can see some of you right now, you're already about like, I'm about done with this. You're crossing your arms already. I want to help you understand relationships just a little the way God sees it and how you could possibly fix it the right way. I think it's possible. Because see, here's what I know. Breaking relationships is really easy, right? I can hurt your feelings before you leave today. It's real easy. One word and you're done. You'll never come back to Marathon again. That's it. It's that easy. But fixing that is really hard. It takes some effort. It takes me moving toward the problem, moving toward the conflict to fix it, not running away from it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Everybody say rehab. Yeah, do you want to get, you want rehab today? No, no, no. That's probably what most of you are thinking. Got to go to rehab, but I don't want to go. Brian, don't take me there. Please, can we just pray and go home? Do we have to talk about this? Yes, we do. We have to talk about it because there's relationships on the line today. 
There's marriages on the line today. There's friendships on the line today. There's churches blowing up all the time because they can't get along. We're missing that. So I want to help you. As you're a pastor today, I want to help teach you something you probably never learned before in your life. You didn't learn this in school. You didn't learn it at home. You learned the C4 method at home. You know, you're, you instinctively do one of those because you saw your mama do it. I see you. Mm-hmm. That's why we act the way we do. So what I'm going to teach you is basically the Bible gives us a blueprint for relationship, how to handle relationships, how to fix those broken ones, how to bring restoration and reconciliation. Is that even possible? Sometimes I've wondered, is it really possible? But Paul's going to tell us it is. See, Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth. This is 2 Corinthians, by the way, chapter 5, verse 18 and 19. If you want to get your app out, get your phone out, whatever, your Bible, whatever you have, take notes. That would be good. And he's talking to the church because the church is losing it, basically. They're, they're, they're just really just talking bad about one another. They're not getting along. They're gossiping. There's slander. There's bitterness, harsh words. You name it, it's going on. Paul's like, I'm just going to have to write him a letter and straighten them out. So that's what he's doing. So today we're going to read that letter. We're going to look at it, and we're going to see what can we do in our relationships to better them. Okay? I think it's the best way. I think the Bible gives us a lot of insight. So let's listen to what Paul is teaching us here, okay? Here we go. All of this is a gift from God. All of this. Who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave, gave us now this wonderful message of, you ready? Of reconciliation. Oh, no. Mm. I see where you're going. <laughs> reconciliation. You see, the whole story of the Bible, I want you to get this, very important. The grand old story of the whole Bible is the story of reconciliation. It's the story of restoration. See, God wasn't content just to forgive us. He came and restored us and reconciled us to him. See, we're messed up, broken. And God said, I love them so much, I'm going to go there. And give my life to reconcile them with me. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. This is where it gets hard for us. We like this one. We love reconciling to God. That's awesome. But this right here with others, that's our task of reconciling people to him, it's very hard to do. See, we're that rebel race. That sounds good, don't it? We're that rebel race. You know, we do things our way. 
my way. We don't care about you, God. A lot of us have that attitude. But God came anyway. He wasn't content, like I said. He sent Jesus. And he gave us the task of me and you. If you're a Christian today and in this room or listening to me, if you're a Christian or you're a follower of Jesus, let me tell you what he's telling you today. It's your job to reconcile people to him. It's a requirement. Restoration and reconciliation is a requirement requirement for you. We don't want to hear that because it's hard. It wasn't easy for Christ to die for us either, but it was worth it. For God was for God was in Christ reconciling the world, the world no longer accounting people's sin against him. In other words, God saw your sin, he saw my sin. I want you to get this. And he made the first move. God made the first move for me and for you. He said, I'm not, it doesn't matter what they've done to me. It doesn't how, matter how they treated me. It don't matter that they don't believe in anything, or whatever. These sinful people are awful but I'm coming because I love them and I'm going to reconcile them. I'm going to build a bridge through the cross so they can be reconciled to me. Aren't you glad he did? I am. And Jesus came and he died. That's the good news for us. But if you notice the response, it goes two ways basically. See, let me get, let you understand reconciliation. Reconciliation is to repair and restore the relationship. That's not where it ends, you see. Jesus came, let me help you on, the symbol of Christianity is the cross, right? That's the symbol. We get this part, the vertical beam, and then there's the horizontal beam. That's how it works. Two ways. God fixed us with him. Now he wants you to look around and fix the relationships with you. That's what he's saying. It's easy to look up. We never look around. It's easy to come to church and do all those things we think we need to do, and they're good things, and we're good with God, and that's all I need. God, I got you. I forgave them. That's good. Let it go. I'm good. I'm good. God's saying it's much more than that. I didn't just forgive you, I reconciled you to me. And as a Christian, our job is to reconcile those in our community, in our world, in our families, in our friends, those that have hurt us. This is what Jesus is saying. You are the ones to bring restoration and reconciliation. It's not easy, but necessary. I gave you this wonderful message of reconciliation. Understand this. The whole goal of the gospel, the whole goal of the Bible is reconciliation. Relationship rehab. The whole Bible. That's why it's there. This is what I love about Jesus and what he did for me. No matter what I did, no matter what I've done and what I'm going to do, he loves me. He will never leave my side. I am reconciled with him. It's a beautiful thing. So, 
I'm going to get personal with you a little bit, and I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Is there a relationship in your life that needs repair? Think about it. Maybe in the family, maybe at work, co-worker, maybe on the football team, classroom, husband, wife, parent, daughter, son, grandma, grandpa, ex, Think about that person for a minute. Because the next couple of weeks, I want to help you see them differently. I want to help you feel toward them differently. I want to help you see them the way God sees them and how God feels toward them. This is not an easy process. I'm just telling you, today is a little hard but necessary. What I like to do when I put together a message, I always take different versions and just read them, and I feel like they really help me understand it a little better. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to read from the message version. Can I sit down? Somebody say yes. Okay. <laughs> you good? Hanging in there? Amen. This is good. Listen, this is what God's trying to teach you today. Open your heart. Open your mind this morning. Here's what he's saying to us and to me. I'm telling you. I'm learning this. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. Okay, get that. God put the world square with himself through Jesus, through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sin. God is giving us the task. Okay, hear this. God is giving us the task, again, of making things right. (laughs) Oh, me. Helping people. We are Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself, guys. We are the representatives. How we treat people, that matters. How we act toward each other matters. We are the representatives. (laughs) I lost my place. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. Again, it's obvious today what we should be doing, right? Restoration, reconciliation. I'll ask you this, then why don't we? Why do we avoid it so much? Why do we say, 
no to that, Brian. I counsel some, and you'll be sitting on a chair like this in counseling. You're just sitting there, and everything's going good. Husband and wife, we're talking, and, and, and uh, I'm talking to them about their relationship and how things are going. And You know, you can tell there's a little something up, you know, something's not right. Somebody's not happy. And, and I'll bring up this. I'll say, hey, how's it going? Have you talked it over? Are you, are you trying to restore this, trying to reconcile? The minute, the minute I do that, I don't care what conversation I have, this is what happens. I mean, they just, mm, eh. why am I here? And I'm looking at them like, well, I can tell that uh, you're a little resistant right now. It's not good. And, they, and I'd say, well, what, what's up? And he's like, well, I forgave her, you know. Yeah, yeah. And she forgave me. Yeah, right, honey? And she's like, yeah, I forgave him. Sure. It's obvious to see that something's wrong. That forgiveness is being said but there's no evidence of it. There's no evidence of restoration or reconciliation at all in that conversation. You know? It's easy to forgive. It really is. I find this. That we don't understand what, rec what forgiveness really is. So we don't understand what reconciliation really is as a Christian. The truth is this. Reconciliation is more than just forgiveness. There's more to that conversation than just forgiveness. See, forgiveness is only half of the equation. Now, this is something you probably never heard. I want you to listen to me. Forgiveness is only half of it. It's very easy to forgive. Very easy. I can forgive you right now. You can hurt my feelings. You can say something to me and call me a name right now. Don't do it. You could say something to me right now, hurt my feelings, say, Brian, that was a horrible message. Whatever. It hurt me deeply. I hope you don't want to say that. But it would hurt me deeply. But I could go, you know, before I get to the restaurant, I could say, I forgive him, God. I forgive him. He's all right. I'm, all, I'm, I'm done with that. Ain't a big deal. I'm over it. Because forgiveness is easy to control. Okay, you hold all the cards. I can forgive, I can say I forgive, I forgive you for what you said to me. I still hate you, but I forgive you. You see how that does not work. And I think as Christians, we shrink the gospel to forgiveness. Listen to me. It's more than that. Jesus wasn't, God wasn't content just to forgive you. No. Much more. He reconciled you. He restored you. And that's what I'm learning. I, I've got to learn. Forgiveness, yes, is the way. It, it, is a, it is a start. And we're going to learn that in a minute. But it's just the beginning. There's more to it. If you want to fix your relationships, you're going to have to understand. You can't just shrink it down to just forgiveness. I moved on. Some of you, I get, in some relationships may be different. I get it. 
Here's what it says. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him. He settled it, okay? We got this part. And then he called us to settle our, say that, relationships with each other. We're Christ's representatives. I thought one way I could help you understand this, give you a picture, okay? Forgiveness in a lot of ways is, um, is the runway. Rec- I'll say it this way. Rec- Lord, help me. I'm so excited I get ahead of myself. Forgiveness is the runway to reconciliation. Think about it as a runway. It's the place we start. I went to Cuba many years ago, and we, we, we were leaving, and we got in this plane, okay? And it was really scary. It was an old plane. I don't know, 1925. I don't know. It was old and green. And it had green curtains in the windows. You ever seen that before? And we were sitting on the runway. This is the runway right here in Cuba. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I just went on a mission trip for God. I did all this good stuff. And I'm like, man, this is great. And I'm thinking, now we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, thank you, God. And we get in there, and we're sitting down. I'm, I'm not kidding you. The luggage was stacked in the back. I think there was a cage with a chicken in it. I'm not kidding. It, was, it, it smelled really bad in there. And we're sitting there, and, and there's water on either side, you know. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then there's a curtain. The cockpit has a curtain. You, and the, I'll never forget it. The pilot looked back to me, grinned, and went, Shoo. I'm like, he's crazy. <laughs> this guy's going to kill us. And we, we start down the runway, and we're all just like, oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God. And we take, and the, I mean, the water, all you see is water. So you're just thinking, that's where we're going to end up. And then we go down the runway, and next thing you know, we, we took off. And everybody cheered. We were so happy. See, forgiveness is, is, is similar in that we get going, and we say, I forgive you, and we're just sitting on the tarmac. We're not going anywhere. See, nobody cheers just because you taxied. They cheer because you flew. They didn't go in the ocean. See, what I found relationships, when we can get to the point of restoration and reconciliation, our relationships will fly again. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great that we could have restoration <laughs> and reconciliation, that we can fly in a relationship like God, it's just, I didn't think this was possible, but it is possible. That's, one, that's what Paul was telling us. It's possible. Now, how do we do that? There's a couple of practical things I'm going to give you really quick that Paul tells us how we should act, what we should say to move us from forgiveness to restoration. How do we do that? There's some things we have to do. Okay, Ephesians, or excuse me, Galatians. Colossians 3.13, it says this, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Okay, forgive as the Lord forgave you, as God reconciled you. Circle the word bear there. Okay, you know why the Bible put that there? Because some people are a bear to deal with. 
I know them. I've met them personally, those that are hard to deal with. In fact, I think I've been one of those. Have you? Have you been a bear? Mama bear? But we've got to learn to bear. We've got to learn to forgive. That's hard to do. And I know what some of you are saying. Brian, you don't know my situation. You don't know where I'm at. You're a pastor you can never understand. Maybe you're on that couch at home watching online. Wherever you are, you're thinking the same thing. If you were in my shoes, Brian, you wouldn't be speaking. You wouldn't be saying forgive. You would be saying kill. Because you have no idea what they've done to me. I know. I don't understand. And I'm sorry. I truly am. For those relationships that seem impossible. I remember um, my story of restoration and reconciliation. Um, I remember some few, few years ago, and it seems I always say that because I'm getting older, a few years ago. But for me, uh, many years ago, I had someone portray me that I thought would never do that, that I thought would never leave my side. They said some things, turned some people against me, friends. <laughs> and I was at that place when I was mad, <laughs> angry. I literally wanted to hit him. And if I saw him, I could have. That's how mad I was. I forgot I was a pastor. <laughs> Didn't matter anymore. And so we went our separate ways. And I did what we all do. I got on the runway. And I said, God, I forgive them. Help me forgive them. Help me forgive them. Help me forgive. I forgive them. I forgive them. I still hate him, but I forgive him. I'm trying. I'm trying. I forgive them. And I lived with that, and I thought I was done. You know, you think, you, you think you're done. You think you're over it. You think you, and it's always something. They show up on Facebook. Or they, there's a quote, and you're like, I really hope they fail in whatever they're doing. I really, I just, God, get them. Go get them, God. That's what I'm thinking. Because you just don't treat people like that, Right? And some reason, it never really left my heart and my mind. I got better because I needed to. I moved on. But then I just, it just sat there in my heart for so long, and bitterness grew, and anger grew, and sometimes rage. And I'm just, ah, uh, I don't, do you like being angry? Do you like that feeling? I hate it. I want peace. But what do you do sometimes? So, Here's what happened a few years later. I think it was six or seven years later. We saw each other at a funeral. Standing there beside the body. 
Never forget it. We looked at each other and we just hugged. In that one moment, God showed me reconciliation is possible. Restoration is possible. But I was so angry, I didn't see it. And so I say that for you. Maybe you're dealing with that. Maybe you're hurting like that. But what God wants for you is is full reconciliation, full restoration, because you will fly when you have it. I can't tell you how much it did for me in my life to get that flying again. See, reconciliation leaves no room for revenge. And I had that in my heart for so long. I was mad. Some of you are that right. Some of you are so mad right now, you can't hear a word I'm saying. You, you're crossing your arms and rolling your eyes. You just want me to shut up. But I'm telling you, God is trying to tell you something this morning that I meant for you to be restored and reconciled. That's why I came. So I want to give you a couple of things that Paul told us to help us do that, okay? Ephesians 5, it commands us as Christians to do this. Get rid of all bitterness, all rage, all anger, all harsh words and slander, as well as all types of behavior, evil behavior, I should say. Paul said, put a band on these words. I like this. Words of mass destruction. He said, put a band on these. Don't say these. Don't do this. If you're going to rehab a relationship, you're going to have to learn some things you can't say. Okay? I know you angry people are like, well, I might say it. No, don't say it. There's some things you can't say. If you're married, in a married couple, divorce should be something you shouldn't say. You should fight for that. You shouldn't say things to your kids. You, you, I've, I've heard this before. You're just like your father. You're just like your mother. Why don't you be more like your sister? Those things that we say that hurt. He said, ban those. Anybody know the Cold War? Anybody remember the Cold War? You 20-somethings, you will not. 1941 and 1997, or was it the other way? 1947 to 1991 is what it was. It was between the communist Soviet Union and the United States, what they called the Cold War. And what happened was we didn't get along too good. We, we didn't agree on everything. And so there's always this tension that somebody might do something they shouldn't, but we agreed on this one thing. We will not use WMDs, weapons of mass destruction. We will not do that. We will not destroy what they call mad, mutual assured destruction. Your words can be mutually assured destruction if you're not careful. Pay attention. Me and Brenda, we don't say always in our relationship. I don't know why. I just know it makes her mad. So I don't say it. Think, learn to understand how to speak to people. Guard your words. He says this, get rid of all bitterness, rage. Do not be angry. Do not talk or belittle someone. That's what he's saying. Be careful with that. Harsh words, like I said. 
Don't, don't dig at people with your words. We do this all the time. Be careful. And slander. This is my favorite one because it's gossip. Have anybody gossiped today? You all did it. You did it. We go in the corner after church. We may talk about somebody that's in this room that we don't like. We do it at work all the time or at school. It destroys, it kills. Paul said, get rid of that. Work at not doing that. If you want to fix those relationships, work at it. So what does God tell us to do? He says this, instead, be kind to each other. Be kind, hard-hearted. No, tender-hearted. Be kind, forgive one another, just as God forgave you through Christ. That's what he's saying. So together, we can fix the problem and not the blame. See, a lot of us do the blame game. We're blaming all the time. What do you think about our government? D and dysfunction. They're always blaming somebody. Democrats, Republicans, the president, the weather. We're blaming everything, but we're not solving the problem. How do you spell blame? Be lame. Don't be lame in your relationships. Guard your relationships. Put WMDs in action. Be proactive with your relationships because you can kill if you're not careful. And learn this. If you're going to fix a relationship, let me say this. If you're going to fix it, here's what you're going to have to do. Repent. Y'all like that word? Old word, repent. What that, what that means is, I'm going this way, I'm going to repent, and I'm going to turn and go this way. I'm going to make a total turn. I'm not going to try to get back at this person anymore. I'm not going to run away from them anymore. I'm not going to avoid it anymore. I'm going to move toward them. That's what it says. I don't want to get back at them. I want to get to them. I want to move toward them. I want to get back to them. That's the goal of relationships, restoration. And with God's help, I know in my life with God's help, I was able to do that. Now, I do understand there are relationships in here and watching online that you're in a place where reconciliation might not be the best idea. It may be dangerous. We'll talk some about that next week. But for most of us, we have relationships that we could restore or reconcile that would take us to a place that we would fly. Peace would come. It would be incredible what God could do if you allow him, if you let him be a part of that. Again, some of you are not quite there. I don't feel it, Brian. You know, forgiveness is not a feeling. Do you know that? Forgiveness is a choice. First, we must forgive because God asks us to. Then we must restore. Okay. Here's why I want to help you do this. I want you to pray. If you're willing to do that, if you're willing to obey God and do what God has asked you to do, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray a dangerous prayer today. It's what I call a dangerous prayer. You know why I call it that? Because it works every time. I've prayed this prayer over and over in my life. It's the only way I was ever able 
to restore any relationship. This prayer works every time. This is a prayer God loves to answer, okay? So I want you to help me here. I want you to go there with me. Let God help you today, okay? Here's the first part of the prayer. Heavenly Father, help me see blank the way you see them. Okay. Do you have that person in mind right now that you're mad at? Or you just can't find restoration? Or you just don't see it possible? Is there a person in your life right now? We asked earlier, who is that? Put them in your mind right now. Think about that person right now. Pick one. Some of you may have many. Pick one. And I want you to put that name in this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, help me to see Mike, Bubba, Paul, whoever it may be, the way you do. Second part of this prayer, help me feel toward them or toward Mike or toward that person the way you feel toward them. Help me feel toward them the way you feel toward them. Then I'll ask you this question. When you think about that person that you have right now, do you think God is mad at them? Do you think God is angry with them? No. If you've been in church and you understand God, you know God loves them. You're the one that's mad. And see, this prayer, here's what I understand about this prayer. When you feel toward them the way God feels toward them, you will move toward them. When you feel toward them the way God feels toward them, you will move toward them. That's the miracle of restoration. This is what God is asking you to do. It may seem impossible, but it is possible. I want you to stand with me. I want you to bow your heads. And we're going to say this prayer together. And here's what I want to challenge you to do this week. I want to challenge you to say this prayer every day this week. For the next seven days, say this dangerous prayer and watch what God does to you. Watch how he changes your heart because it's a game changer because it's a heart changer. It will change you. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes. I want you to just say this. You can say it to yourself. Say, Heavenly Father, help me see, and put that name, the way you do. Heavenly Father, help me feel toward, put that name there, what you feel. And Father, I just want to pray now for those that I know it's a hard thing they're dealing with right now. There's a relationship that seems impossible, but I pray that you begin right now to work 
your spirit to work in the hearts and the lives of people that they will see restoration begin. They will see that plane begin to go down the runway and take off. Father, we come to you. We ask that you would give us your spirit. Give us your presence. Give us the confidence to make the right moves that we will move toward people and not away from them. I thank you for what I know you're going to do today. I know you're going to change lives. You're going to bring so much restoration. It's amazing what we're going to see. Help us to look to you in everything we do. Help us to forgive. Help us to love. Just give us your strength and your spirit. And we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.